Happy Tuesday. Today we're going to talk about the reason why we are losing so many quality staff members to other different industries. It's all coming up after the intro. Here we go. This is the Find the Green podcast. With your host, PGA Master Professional, Jason Rockhold. Hello and welcome to Find the Green. We are going to talk a little bit about how we can start to keep some of the staff that we've had or try to hire staff that is much more prepared to help us with our marketing, help us with our customer retention, manage staff better, all the things that we look for or try to gain out of our staff. But unfortunately, there's something that I think that we're going to have to really pay attention to. And I hate to point out the elephant in the room, but we really need to start paying our frontline staff a decent wage so that they can actually start to have some sort of financial success on their own and start to realize that if golf is going to be their life and it's going to be their business, then they are going to feel comfortable and safe in our industry. Unfortunately, the money on the professional side has really just slowly been sucked out and you're starting to see all of the good staff members leave the industry and go and find jobs at a lot of different places. So we're going to dive into it just a little bit. And I got a pretty cool idea that I think that some of you should at least look into, possibly analyze. And if you want to talk with me about it, please email me. I'm interested in hearing your perspective on this. We really need to start paying attention to our frontline staff. Those are the people that talk to customers that come in every single day, three or four times a week. And they are the ones that those customers are looking to see if they come in. Now, if we have a completely rotating door of people that are coming in and, oh, this is our new staff member, Jonathan, today. Oh, this is our new staff member, Tina, today. With the staff constantly switching, it makes it really difficult for a customer to start a relationship with a staff member and really start to see that lifetime value of the customer continue to grow. All of the relationships at the golf course really stem into creating that lifetime value of a golfer. And that is something that I stand on. Every grocery store stands on. Any business that has any weight to it can project what their lifetime value of a customer is. Most of those businesses will also tell you that the more that those customers connect with the staff member, the higher that ROI is for their lifetime. We run a relationship style business. Our golf course that we run is all based on getting people to come out and enjoy the time that they spend with somebody else. It's recreational. So if we have a staff member that they connect with and come back and want to see and say hi before they go out and play, it is a huge benefit to the facility, which in turn should be rewarded. Unfortunately, looking at PGA.org, I mean, I'm seeing $10 an hour, $25,000 a year for an assistant golf professional. Now, if you want to break that down pre-tax, 
Most assistant golf professionals work about 50 hours a week in the shop, especially if they're on salary. You're talking $9.62 per hour pre-tax. After tax, $8.46. And then they have to try to figure out how to pay insurance after that. And insurance is around 400 bucks a month. So you're starting to talk about somebody spending a week and a half of their pay just for their insurance, let alone the remaining two and a half weeks to try to pay for someplace to live and eat and recreate. It's really, really difficult to try to make any sense of that. Even in the fast food industry, Chick-fil-A is starting managers at $13 an hour plus benefits and food. That, compared to an assistant golf professional, is a $40,000 a year job. And that's not something that's happening in the golf industry. But some of the things that I'm seeing here for these assistant golf professionals, first assistant golf professional, they want them to be able to supervise 12 to 15 people, have amazing computer software skills, be able to teach people how to do stuff, teach golfers, just have a teaching background and excellent customer service skills, okay? Now, I've gone down through Indeed Dot com and typed in all the parameters that these positions are looking for. And the minimum that I'm seeing is forty dollars to $50,000 a year. I am not saying by any means that our frontline staff with one year experience needs a $50,000 a year job. I'm not saying that at all. What I am saying is we really have to make them feel safe. And by making them feel safe, we have to pay them a wage that will allow them to feel as though they're making financial progress. Anytime that staff member feels as though they are financially insecure or they need to be looking for another job or need to be doing something else, that is what all of their time and all of their mental effort is going to be aimed at when they're in downtime at your facility. It'll be looking for another job, not making sure that Mr. Johnson has his shoes cleaned or making sure that Mrs. Thompson is going to get her tuna fish sandwich that she loves and make sure that it has an extra pickle on it. So these are the small little things that mean so much to that relationship. However, it kind of goes into the back burner when they're trying to figure out how am I going to live off of $8.50 an hour? Okay. That being said, there are some great things that you can do as a manager that can help them feel more safe. And there's a few different ways that we can do it. And I've talked about in the past, helping them figure out how to turn a conversation into a lesson, how to build that relationship and make sure that they're covering all their needs by doing more grip repair, figuring out how they can grow their income just from the lesson standpoint. Now, we also need to really pay attention to our base rate because that really needs to be comparable to other places throughout the United States. And for the type of skills and the type of kids that we're looking to have come in, we're looking for them to have a degree. We're looking for them to be a PGA member, which that takes some time. If any of you have gone through it, being a PGA member does take about two or three years of your life to be able to do. If you're doing it while you're going through school, then you're getting a degree and that, which is great. However, coming out and trying to live off of $25,000 is not something that is going to make you want to stay in the business. How we can do this is potentially this. I've put this together because I've looked at 
about 15 to 20 different budgets of golf courses, private and public. And I came up with a rough idea for a hypothetical golf course that has a total revenue of about a million dollars, which is low for a lot of people, high for some municipals, but just roughly about a million dollars. Now, from all the different budgets that I've looked at, roughly 25 to 35% of total revenue goes to paying the staff. Now, some of that staff is outside staff as well. And based on the breakdown, it can be anywhere between 30 and 50%. Now, 30% tends to be more on the lower end of maintenance budgets. And 50%, obviously, you have a, a much more manicured golf course. So I roughly said about 40% of the total staff budget for this hypothetical golf course goes to maintenance of the golf course. So 60% of that amount is going to go towards the inside staff, including golf professional assistants, shop assistants, food and beverage, and outside staff. So basically $180,000 of the million dollars goes to your staff inside and shop assistance, food and beverage. So the breakdown that I had was roughly 35% goes to your head professional general manager, which is about $60,000, okay? Now that's enough for that general manager to feel pretty comfortable and know that they are gonna be able to support their family and they can be there for a while doing that. Your first assistant, about 22% of that, which is about $42,000. Now that along with some lessons and stuff like that might be able to get that guy closer to 60,000 depending on how good of an instructor he is, how good of a marketer he is, and that number can continue to get higher. However, at $42,000, he's able to pay for his health insurance, be able to take care of his family, be able to start a family, or be able to actually save for the future. Now, assistant number two, come in about 20%, which is about $36,000, gives them enough to feel comfortable and safe, but also realize that if they wanna be head professional, they're gonna be able to make almost double what they currently make. So that gives them something to look forward to and absolutely allows them to want to make that next step or strive to be that better head professional. And the final 23% would go to your shop assistants and food and beverage. Now, if you have a larger food and beverage staff that really requires, you know, five to 10 people to be a part of it, then this has got to be reworked. And most likely a lot of that revenue is coming from food and beverage. So it will definitely be reworked. But in this scenario, food and beverage is basically a snack shop and maybe some hot dogs and maybe some burgers. So nothing major and being able to use about 23% of that budget or $45,000 divided up among part-time shop assistants, part-time food and beverage, and making sure that they are consistent and feeling pretty well paid and feel very comfortable with that spot is going to allow those customers to start to feel when they come to the golf course that they're coming to their second home or maybe even for some of them their first home so it's really really important that you develop a team make them feel comfortable financially and be able to start to let that family atmosphere carry over to all the customers that come in. By growing that family with customers, they will continue to stay there longer. And then like we always say, lifetime value of the customer will continue to go up. 
But what I would really love to see is this scenario played out where the head professional, 35%, assistant, 22%, second assistant, 20%, and then the remaining ones, 23%. And what I would love to see is that number, that percentage to be very transparent so that everybody knows that's what that number is. Now, there's a lot of places that say, oh, we really don't want our staff to know how much everybody makes and whatever. What you're going to find is by being transparent, you will increase their productivity. And why I say that is you can say, all right, well, these percentages are what each person gets. So next year, if our total revenue goes to 1.1 million, then you're going to get a 10% raise. And you're going to find that next year, that first assistant is now going to make $46,000. That head professional is going to make $66,000. And it's all because they increased that top line revenue and they increased it 10%. So it directly reflects into their wages. Now, depending on how transparent that you want to be, if, for example, the top line revenue goes down, then you can say, you know what, 35% of that 900,000 is now $54,000. So that's what your head professional is going to make now. If you want to really incentivize them and say that you are going to receive this percentage of the total inside staff, then it will really force them to go out of their way to build that top line revenue number. And believe it or not, they will have their eye on it hardcore. They will really look at that budget and they will want to exceed those numbers because they know that it's all based on the performance of how it goes. They have a, a number that they've hit at the $1 million mark where they can feel comfortable and they can pay their bills and they can eat. It is not a commission only scenario, but it will clearly increase their wages if that bounces. And think of it this way. If your total revenue goes to 2 million because they really went out of their way, they've started booking all of these extra times that were completely empty in the past and they doubled their entire revenue, would you feel bad giving your general manager $120,000 of that $2 million if they just increased your total revenue by a million dollars? I can't see why. It would be an amazing thing because most likely the overall fixed budget that you have for staff members working outside and trying to increase the look of outside is not going to grow that much. But the sales from the inside, from getting that first assistant off of the computer looking for that new job where they can actually make fifty to $60,000 to going out and talking to somebody about running a hundred person tournament for their business at your facility. That one action can go from a $0 benefit for him looking somewhere else, actually a negative benefit because of the amount of time that you're going to have to cover them when they leave and try to find somebody to fill that position. All the time that you're going to lose on that and all the amount of money that you're going to lose in the transitional period to it being a $20,000, maybe $25,000 day. Another 100 players coming in and doing a tournament at your facility? That's an amazing thing. Now, we all think, well, the guy should be doing that anyway. But if they are truly struggling financially and they're looking to try to find some place 
that can make sure that they can pay their rent and pay their insurance and make sure they get to the next spot. The last thing that they're thinking about is the business. They're just trying to figure out how they can find a way to feel safe. And then when they do, that's when they are able to really free up their thinking and start to help you as a business. It's the truth. All right. So that's where I'm going to end it there. Please feel free to contact me. All my information is at the end of the podcast in the outro. Thank you for listening. And remember that you will continue to grow as long as you have a staff that's excited to be there and tells every golfer that they're a part of your golf course family. Think about it and have a great week. See ya. listening to this week's find the green podcast with pga master professional jason rockhold hit subscribe now to get the latest find the green podcast with new episodes uploaded every week email your questions and comments to jrockhold at pga.com or reach out on your favorite social media twitter instagram facebook all at find the green 